Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio, and today's conversation is kind of a little girl chat with my friend Taylor. And I wanted her to come on the show today because Taylor is one of those people that when you see her on social media, you're like, she's so cool. I want to be her friend. And that's how I felt. And I, I had to reach out and say hello. So Taylor, first of all, welcome to the show. Hi, Jess. Thanks for letting me be a part of your show. I have loved you from the moment you sent me a DM. So instant friends. Yes. And see, that's the thing. Like so many people say like, oh, people don't like spammy DMs or people don't like this, that, whatever. I'm like, you need to be able to show up as yourself. If you see something that you like or someone that you want to say hello to, what's wrong with saying hi? If they don't write you back, they don't write you back. If they don't, you know, have any interest in being friends or connecting with you, that's okay. I have literally embraced that. And it's made me a love social media so much more. And then B, Mm -hmm. I have so many new friends and connections, like, and, and, opportunities to ask people to be on the show or to at least like start a chat with that. You never know where that might end up going. Uh-huh. I know you'll never know if you don't try. That's nope. what I always say. Totally. So, okay. <laughs> I always love to do a little rapid fire with new guests in the show. So where are you okay. from Taylor? I am from the Bay area, East of San Francisco. Yes. And I was snooping on your Instagram page and I see you went to St. Mary's. I did. So I graduated St. Mary's, but before then I went to Boise state. I went to Loyola Marymount university in LA. So I've kind of been all over the place. Yes. And now are you in the Bay currently? I am back where I grew up, where my home roots are. All my family's here and yeah. Amazing. Kind of where we stayed. Six degrees of separation. I have a client that's in the Bay. I've been traveling back and forth for the last five years over to like Walnut Creek, Lafayette area. So I know, Uh I know you're, I live in Walnut Creek. Yeah. I know your town very well. How funny. Oh my, and then where does your, your stepson or your son, my son school around here, your son. No, we're, we're in San Diego. Oh, I thought you said that you had like a, uh, your boyfriend's son. No, his kids are, he's in Arizona and I'm here in San Diego. My son and his dad are in San Diego, but the family that I work for, they're all in the Bay area. So they, they've got multiple kids. So if you ever see me with a kid that doesn't look like mine, it's probably one of theirs. Okay. I won't rat you out. (laughs) I don't want any more kids. That's good. I'm good. I have enough, (laughs) enough of mine and enough of everybody else's. Oh my God. I know. And then with work and everything, it's just like, you can't add another thing on. It's this podcast is like a newborn baby. Some days I'm like, it's okay. Uh Don't cry so much. It's going to be okay. I know. And then you're pulling out your hair and just, I mean, I mean, you were just telling me you don't edit the podcast. Yours is like, all just whatever goes, goes. I'm still in the editing, the podcast stages. And that takes me 40 hours a week. And so I'm like, I, yes, I like bow down. I'm hoping to get to the, just letting it go and just being real and whatever goes, goes. Listen, I realized quickly when I started this podcast that if I edited myself showing up on the podcast, it was coming off very not authentic. I wasn't being myself. And then around episode 40 ish, maybe 30 to 40. I don't remember where I was, but I was somewhere in that realm. And I was having a lot of resistance showing up and wanting to even do the show. I I was having Mm -hmm. a super hard time even doing solo episodes. And I realized it wasn't because I was, I was trying to like be something I wasn't. And I wasn't letting Mm -hmm. my true authentic self come out, whether it was through, you know, dropping an F bomb here or there, or just like keeping it super real. And so I was like, okay, well, if you're going to really show up as yourself, like let people see the behind the scenes and be just like a fly on the wall um, and not hear a perfectly put together podcast. Not to say the edited podcasts aren't great. I don't always want to hear a bunch of bullshit either, but at the end of the day, <laughs> it was one of those things I had to give myself permission on to a save money on when I started out and then be time um, around 
that, but then also create something that wasn't perfect. Cause I'm not perfect. And I don't, I don't think it's in my best interest to try to try to be because it's exhausting. And, um, you know, I'm 41. I'm like, those days are long gone. I'm just here to show up, give value. If anybody likes the show, cool tune in and, um, tell me what you think. If you don't like it, there's 500 other podcasts you can listen to instead. (laughs) First off, first off you're 41. You look amazing. I thought you were in your twenties. I have a good Botox doctor. She's awesome. Oh my God. Okay. Second of all, how long have you been doing this podcast now? So you said 40 ish episodes. You've been doing it for like over a year. I have, I just hit the, I just hit episode 101 went out on Friday Ooh. of last week. So t- uh, Wednesday will be our hundred and second episode. I know. So I started the podcast. That's huge. Yes. Thank you. In the, in the, in the beginning of the pandemic, it'd been on my heart for a couple of years to do a podcast. I watch a lot of my mentors, peers start podcasts and, and have yeah. a ton of success with growing a community and just like driving traffic to whatever it is that they had. And I mm-hmm. was scared and I was busy. I was busy behind the chair. I had opened a salon about six months before we were shut down in the pandemic. And mm-hmm. I finally, once we were closed, I had this beautiful space and I had no more excuses other than I was scared and I didn't know what to do. I had no tech person. I had nobody to like show me the ropes. So I looked it up online yeah. and I, I, I fortunately had a client who was a videographer. So we started all of the podcasts in like how you do video. We had a, a full video setup production where I would record about four episodes every single Monday with in-person guests. And they were amazing. They were amazing until I ran out of like local people in San Diego to have come in person. And that's when I like started uh-huh. like dabbling with the zoom and trying to figure out the tech. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so much harder. But then also it's all- so much easier because I can connect with someone like you who's in the Bay where you can't come down to San Diego for an hour recording of a podcast. I mean, I'd love to, I would love to, <laughs> I'm <gonna laughs> my come- brother actually lives in Oceanside. So not too far. So I need to make a visit and I can come stop by and we can do one in person. I would love that. Yes. And, and that's the thing about like podcasting. That's so great is it gives you the ability to connect with people. You maybe wouldn't otherwise have a chance to like have a real conversation with. And then even more so great that people want to tune in and listen to this kind of stuff and be entertained and not and educated and, and just, you know, shown that, Hey, you know, she get it. I could do it. Or she did it scared or she's still fucking up and doing it. Like I I can do that too. And that's, (laughs) that has always been my goal with this show. Like I was telling you before we hit record is it's like a come with me. It's not a look at me. It's like, this is how this guest did it. Or this is how this person figured it out. And like you said too, we are still figuring it out. We're still both new to this and it's, it's, it's tough. And some days it's hard to be new at something. Again, I talk about that all the time because I did hair for 20 years. I could do that. I still can with my eyes closed. I don't have to think about it. It doesn't stress me out. Uh, but being new at something like starting a podcast and then figuring out how to be a good interviewer or how to be a good guest or how to do your research. I was like, oh, man, I'm a, don't listen to the first 10 episodes of this podcast. Cause it's terrible, but <laughs> That's pick, how up, I feel. pick I- up from about 60 on and then you'll be good. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, first off, fun fact about that is people who have start hard podcast, they actually don't make it past eight episodes. It's like 80% of the people who started don't make it past eight. So you've like 10 times that. So that's amazing. Um, so, I mean, and then another thing that you post on your Instagram, which I need to bring up. So all the listeners from here, which I thought was so cool. You post on your Instagram, I think a couple of days ago, maybe yesterday, you said that, why do people like, it's so weird. I don't know exactly the words you use that like, Oh, you want to have competitors on your podcast or you want to connect with competitors. It's like, well, yeah, because we learn from each other and like, why bring each other down? You guys help each other get to, you know what I'm talking about that you post in. I, I, I posted something about copying other people's stuff 
And then yes. I also talked about having people on who are doing the same thing as you. Like, why would, because I'm a coach, why, because I coach beauty professionals, why would I bring on any other coaches that are in the beauty industry? Why would I introduce them to my audience? That's a scarcity mindset that, that people who follow me are going to hear this person one time and choose them for coaching instead of me. If that's the right fit for you, that's where I want you to go. And that's exactly what mm-hmm. I always share too. Unapologetically, it's like, you're not going to be for everybody, no matter what you do, no matter what product, service, anything, you might not be for that person, but me and you could do the same exact technical work behind the chair, but someone's going to come to you for that service over me because they, they vibe with you. And that's what Mm -hmm. building a brand, what I talk about all the time. Also, that's what building a brand will do for your business. You could offer the same product or service as the next guy, as the next girl. And often you will with many, many, many people in your industry, but what sets you apart is you. And like how we were just talking about being authentic on the podcast, I had to be myself. I couldn't try to be like the girls that have gone before me that I, I idolized in the podcast space or on social media. When you try to mm-hmm. do that, it's so like, you have so much resistance and it's inauthentic. You come off like just so fake, um, not even fake. You just come off, not yourself. And it's really, well, exa- it looks like you're trying hard. Yeah. It's really exhausting trying to be somebody else. I know. It's like, let it go. Stop worrying so much. I know. I know. (laughs) Okay. So what are you most excited about in life right now? Cause you have this new gig. Talk to us about your podcast venture too. Cause it sounds and looks really freaking cool. Sure. So it's actually kind of, uh, interesting story. So I was working for iHeartRadio in San Francisco, um, for two years. And I, during that, or I've been going to my same hair girl for the last, I don't know, 12 years. And the day that I was going to get my hair done, this girl was sitting next to me and we just started talking randomly, like never met her before. We just started talking. She was a client of my hairdressers also. And we ended up hitting it off. We exchanged numbers like girlfriends do. And like, uh, she ended up being later on. Okay. We ended up following each other on Instagram. We kept in touch. She works for Vagaro. And two years later, she hits me up and she goes, Hey, I know you work for iHeartRadio, but my company is hiring a podcast host and I dropped your name. And I said, Oh, awesome. Like I I knew nothing about Vagaro, honestly. I knew nothing about her company, whatever. So I was like, okay, send me the information, send me the email, whatever. I didn't, I honestly didn't even think twice of it. I had no idea. I reached out to the VP and I got an email back and then we FaceTimed and she told me about it. And I was like, oh, this kind of sounds awesome. The podcast is about, you know, beauty, fitness, and wellness, like things that I love, like any girl's dream. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll totally do it. And now here I am today. I talk to amazing people like you about the beauty industry, the fitness industry, the wellness industry, and entrepreneurs. So, I mean, it's honestly been a dream come true. It was very scary making that jump from iHeartRadio where I feel like everyone knows to a company like Vagaro, where I, I was worried that people didn't know what it was. Like I was scared losing that name, but honestly, one of the best decisions I've ever made. So. Oh my God. That's so empowering to hear because how often are we tied to something because we think it's the best thing for us, or we think we can't find something better or the thing that's being offered to us doesn't come with like insurance. And we say no to opportunities because of those, those feelings. Uh-huh. And I was in the same position at iHeartRadio for the past two years. I was waiting and waiting to grow. And my manager just kept saying, we have no open positions. Like when someone, you know, uh, moves on or someone gets laid off or someone retires, then we can move up. But it's like, okay, but when is that going to be? I kept waiting and waiting. And so I had to jump out this new opportunity is something I lost sleep over for many, many nights. Cause like, I just didn't, I was weighing my options and I ended I up deciding to jump. 
And I'm so glad I did nothing against iHeartRadio. I learned so much. And I believe that's the reason why I got this job. But I mean, I couldn't just wait any longer. No, uh, when opportunity presents itself with somebody who's been putting in the work and who's ready for that level, like I'm sure intuitively you knew it was the right move. And, And that's where we get fucked up is we think things have to be an easy decision for them to be the right decision. But often the things that you struggle with making the decision are like the hardest ones, even though, you know, it's right. It's hard because you know, it's right. That's why you like Mm -hmm. had so many sleepless nights. If it was a hard, no, you'd be like that. I wouldn't lose sleep over. It wasn't a good enough opportunity or whatever, but because you knew you're like, fuck, this is like the next step for me in my career. And who knows where this is going to take me. And, you know, as women, we're like, we don't know if we don't know, then we're not in. Like, I just did that stupid reel. That's like, um, I, I could go with the flow, but I need to know when the flow starts. That, have you seen that? I one? know. I know. Yes. I know That's exactly like, what you're talking about. That is so all women. We need to know the plan and then we can go with the flow with the plan. See, and I'm such a control freak where I like, I plan like my whole next month is planned. Like every, you know what I mean? So like not knowing, uh, you know, my next move is so hard for me, but it was also such a good learning experience, you know, to remind myself and to remind others, like sometimes it's okay to mess up your plan. And it's like also a reminder to me, Taylor. It doesn't need to go exactly how you think it's good. You know, like enjoy the experience. And how often, Taylor, would you find that the way the plan ended up going was better than the plan you had in your head? Of course. I mean, we know this intuitively. Like, I know we're in good company. I know people listening to this podcast are probably laughing on their way to work or on their walk being like, girl, you are in good company with the control freaks over here. Can I get an amen? I've been trying to uncontrol myself for years. But on, on some level, though only we can be in control of like the perspective we choose to have on how we deal with things. And so I take full ownership around being a control freak of my energy, my boundaries, my time, um, all of that kind of stuff. So I think, I think it's, it's really, it's like ADD. It's like your superpower being a control freak, but it also can be a detriment to you if you let it get in the way. 100%. That's something I honestly really learned that it's okay to not control everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, oh, totally. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Vigaro comes calling, you have an interview. They pitch you this amazing idea for the podcast. Did the podcast e- exist yet? No, no. Okay. So actually they, they pitched me no idea. They just oh. said, Hey, we have an idea of a podcast. Like, do you want to just make up your own? Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> so I came from iHeartRadio where, where I was a reporter. Like I reported, like we did, uh, you know, traffic and like you know you we wrote stuff this was like a whole new ball game to me like I had I've always loved to be in front of the microphone and in front of the cameras but like making my like my own from scratch was a whole other game so I was like okay like let's roll with it but it was also kind of nice too as much as it was like stressful like I didn't know where to begin it was also kind of nice where it's because okay there was no like footsteps to follow. Like it was either like I was starting it. So like I had nothing to follow, I guess. And, um, so I had definitely had its pros and cons. So Gara was like, pretty much, we just want to start a podcast. Like, what do you know? And I was like, okay, Spotify, Apple podcasts, like need a microphone, need headphones, you know, like the equipment stuff. And then pretty much from there, um, I decided like Vigaro is about, well, we didn't really want to talk about Vigaro on the podcast. That's a weird thing. So like my bosses always say like, don't mention Vigaro, just like talk about our verticals and, you know, people will inadvertently know about Vigaro through the podcast. So, which is kind of nice for me because like I had never, you know, used Vigaro before or heard of Vigaro, but now I'm like Vigaro's biggest fan, just because like, I we're not pushing Vigaro down 
people's throats, you know, like we're just talking about things that Vagaro offers, like the verticals, like fitness, beauty, wellness. And so, yep. I kind of made it up. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to hit the pause on you for a second because you just made a really good point. And I want to toot Vagaro's horn right now for being a industry leader in, a, in their branding and their marketing, because what they are doing with creating this podcast and bringing you on is creating value that they're giving to their people in, in hopes to bring in more business because they are showing up. And, and when, when they put you out there to talk about these things, the beauty, wellness, the health, fitness, like those are brand pillars to their company. Those are, those are the things mm-hmm. that they help service those, those industries. So if they can bring people in who want to listen to these conversations, it's going to drive more traffic to the business. And so that's a beautiful way and a perfect opportunity for people to understand how outside marketing can influence your bottom line. 100%. And it worked out perfect for me because like, I was nervous, like, Oh my God, I have to learn so much about this brand that, you know, I don't know anything about. So it was nice that just like along the way I could learn about it and not have to, you know, be fake about it. You know what I mean? So, and it ended up working out. No, I love that. And I was actually, I was just assumed that you were in the industry. I figured you were like a beauty professional. Cause I think Vigaro and I, I think of it for our booking system. I forget that it's a booking system that can book for any like entrepreneurs in the space that book anything. And so when I looked at their website, I'm like, oh yeah, duh, like personal trainers or anybody who books any sort of appointment, you could do it on their system. Just like I use Square or there's, I think, Glossy. There's a ton of different kinds of booking systems. Exactly. And Uh so whenever whenever you're starting a business, the first question anyone's going to ask you is, well, what sets you apart? What would make people want to use your system or go to you instead of somebody else or buy something else? And it's what differentiates you and this podcast and this content and the value that you're bringing in or that they're having you bring in is one of those things that's going to set them apart by having it. So it's so genius. Go Vigaro. Thank you. I know. Snaps to them because yeah. then I wouldn't have this job. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I know. And I, and I, I love know. that you're, you're not in any of the industries because then you can be such like no. an open book and be able to ask really thoughtful questions that like clients would actually ask or that like people from outside perspectives would want to know. And I think it's going to bring in so much more insight and thoughtful conversation that you get to ask people like me or people who are in the health and fitness industry. I think it's beautiful. So how have you mapped out like your structure that you want to do for the show? Like how have you gotten into the place where you're like, this is how I'm going to interview or like, what is that process like? Okay. So, I mean, I'm a one man show, so I book my guests. I write my script. Well, not really write my script. I kind of just like research them, stock them. Like I'm sure, you know, you do with your guests and, and then I edit, you know, so pretty much what I do is when I decide that, um, I'm having them as a guest, I always, this is a thing. And I don't know if you're feeling the same way. I always try to make sure that I'm getting different types of guests. Um, yes, it could be from different industries, but also different personalities, because I mean, that makes your show interesting. No one wants to hear the same type of yoga instructor over, over and over again. Like it's boring. So that's been something for me. I'm learning along the way to make sure I'm getting different personalities, different dynamics, different, you know, industries, I guess. So I've tried to break it up, um, by week. Like I have it every week and I just do like fitness one week. I do beauty one week. I do wellness one week. And then I do entrepreneur or business the last week. So I kind of mapped it up that way. And then honestly, I kind of do what you do. I DM people. I go on Facebook. I go on Instagram. Like, hello, like my favorite thing ever. It's like Instagram stock. So it's been actually kind of like fun. I feel like if I wasn't going to be in this industry, I would be like a private investigator because I can find out anything. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, 
so it's been kind of fun. Like I stalk and then I reach out and then I find their email and then I DM them on Instagram. And then before you know it, you got a friend request from me on Facebook. So it's like, I'm everywhere. Um, but yeah, so once I research them, they say yes, that they want to be part of the podcast. I kind of, I mean, I want to hear their story, but I also want to get into like the meat of their story of like what exactly their industry is like latest trends or like why that's a trend or why you hate that trend. Or, you know, like, um, last week we had Rob Wolf on the podcast and he is, he also has a podcast. He also is a two times New York times bestselling author, like so many different things. And like, I, I I'm like, okay, I only have an hour with him. I can only, you know, pick and choose which I want to talk about. And that's kind of like how I ride with it. Just kind of like the best things about that person. I don't know if that sounds right, but you know, yeah. I mean, just like kind of go dive deep into that. No, I love that. And that's so authentic and it's, it's your method and that's what you do. And I love that. And you'll grow and evolve and what you're doing now might not be what you do forever, but I think, you know, I think that's awesome. No, that's perfect. Yeah. I mean, is that how, what, what do you do? How do you so, very similar, with it? very similar. So the thing with me is this podcast, unfortunately started out fortunately and unfortunately started out from a very frustrating place because we were closed for the pandemic. And while everybody yes. was like, Oh, we're only going to be closed for a couple of weeks. I knew damn well that this was going to last a lot longer. I mean, if they were shutting us down, they were shutting us down. And it, it, the end all be all time when I decided for sure. And I made the call that day, I was literally on one of my walks in the morning at the beach and it had just been announced that Gavin Newsom said that we could work outside on the sidewalk. And I was like, this motherfucker, I'm like this and I'm in between two restaurants. I'm not going to work outside <laughs> in between oh. people eating. I mean, that is just insanity to me. And I was so angry and so frustrated. And I'm like, if I feel like this and I just open a salon, what are all my other salon owner friends feeling? What are all my other independent beauty professionals feeling the right same now? Same way. Yeah. yeah. I need to give them an opportunity to talk about this and let's, let's see where the conversation goes. So that's kind of the premise of how the podcast started. I didn't have a name. I had nothing. I'd already had my brand, the beauty inspires beauty. Um, I had networking events and person events that I had started about a year before. And one of my girlfriends was like, you should create cool swag. So when people like come to your stuff, they have stuff to buy. And I was like, okay. So I had random like shirts and sweatshirts that had that on there. And when the video guide, we did our first few episodes, he's like, I need the name. Like I have to brand the videos, Jessica. And I'm like, I don't know that the name is, I don't even know what I'm doing. And so he's like, I like beauty inspires beauty. Let's just keep it. He's like, you can always change it later. And I'm like, you're right. Nobody knows who I am. Like, let's just go with that. And so that's how it was born. And I think that's where some of the resistance in the beginning came from, because truly at, at the core of who I am and my family, we're all entrepreneurs. You know, I love doing my own thing, figuring stuff out on my own. And so part of me thought I would be speaking to entrepreneurs like as a whole. And again, still, that's like my heart, and my passion, but like my like what raised me, the culture that raised me is the beauty industry. I would not be who I am. I would not have the skill set of like conversation if it wasn't for 20 years behind the chair. So I was like, I need mm -hmm. to give credit where credit's due. And I need to pour back into an industry that I'm obsessed with really still and made me who I am. I feel like it's a respect thing. I mean, I don't owe that respect to anybody in particular, but it just felt like the right thing to do. And so I finally settled into this is for the beauty entrepreneurs, which at the core of it, we're all kind of like accidental entrepreneurs because nobody got business school along with their cosmetology license. We got a, a license to do hair, but most of us didn't even know how to do hair, let alone 
what needed to be going on to run a business. So I became extremely passionate about um, having those conversations. And when I started to go into the meat and potatoes of salon ownership, like that's when the real conversation started to happen. And the podcast took on a, a mind of its own and people started taking the conversations and directions I never saw possible. So again, you might start out with one idea, but then the show or the the thing takes off in a way sometimes you can't even foresee, you know, so that's, and that's kind of, letting, that's you letting go of control. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you're, when you're doing something like an interview, you, you don't really have control. You can kind of like steer the conversation for the most part, but the only control I have now is, is what I actually put out to my audience. So I've recently done a couple, well, one, one podcast episode in particular, and I didn't like the tone or the message that was like happening in it. And I, I did my best to spin it. And I think the second half of the podcast ended up being more positive and decent. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm not putting that episode out. And there's been a few episodes that I've recorded in the, in the early stage where the guests had never been interviewed. I was still very new to interviewing and they're just, it wasn't a good message and it wasn't clear. And it was just like kind of rambling and bullshit. So I've, I've given myself permission if I do record an episode and I don't like it, if it doesn't seem fitting, if it's not positive, I'm not putting it out there. So I, I do have boundaries when it comes to stuff like that. Um, and I'm, I'm okay if whoever I did that podcast with finds out I didn't put it out. I don't really give a fuck. So, so I was going to say, have any of your guests like reach out like, hey, where's my episode? No. Really? No, because I'm going to, I give the worst analogies. This is what happens when you're old. It's like when you go to the gym and you feel like you need to be in shape to go to the gym because everyone's going to notice that you're not in shape. So you like want to wait till you're in shape and then you'll go to the gym. Well, go to the gym and I want you to look around. I want you to really look around because no one's fucking looking at you. They're looking at themselves in the mirror. That's why the place is covered in mirrors. Okay. Same with podcasts. Like people are, they may want the content for their own stuff, but majority of the time people are more obsessed with what they have going on than what's happening in the outside world. So I've never had anybody ask me about a podcast episode. Um, I think if I thought there was potential for a better interview, I might, I might, I don't know, lie and say, Oh my God, that got deleted. Let's do it again. Or, yeah. or, or you could just say, Hey, let's, let's keep the direction of the tone, um, something different. And that would be on me to like be the director, if you will. But, um, other than that, no, I think, I think being open, like how we, we got on here trying to figure out like what we wanted to chat about. I think leaving room for magic is, is key in podcasting as well. I know. And that's another thing too. It's like, because you're not editing, it's like, okay, whatever goes, goes where me, it's like when I'm editing it now, I know, okay. Oh, I'm so cutting that section out because like what they said is so not appropriate or, you know, like that has nothing to do with what we're talking about with you. It's like, okay, like I have to just leave that in there. And I guess that's good. But also like at the same time, like you could also be like hitting yourself in the head. Like, oh my God, why did they just say that? No. And you know what? You just gave me a great idea. Maybe I will just cut that podcast in half and start it right where it started to get good. Because at the end of the day, we think things have to be perfect. Like what that had to flow into that part of the conversation. No. How many times do you like start a show in the middle of it and you still watch it or you you turn on the radio and it's only half the song. You're not going to turn it off because you didn't get to hear the whole song. So that is so true. What if we just look at it like that? Thank you for that. Yeah. Just put your intro in and then just say, yeah. Join today. Go. Yeah. It's the <laughs> I don't even have to do anything. And I think I probably could go in and edit that one. Like I do know how to do that, but I, I do, I was, I kind of, I got off of it and I was like, well, that was a bummer. I didn't even think twice about the fact that I could just use the second half of it. So I think I will do that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just so you don't like waste your time on that. <laughs> totally. And if you, if you are listening, you ever get the opportunity to be on someone's podcast or do an IGTV live with them, really get clear 
outlines from the get from the interviewer or the person hosting of what they would like you to talk about and then also what they would like you not to talk about like that's your job as the person getting interviewed to kind of figure out those boundaries as where you can play and have conversation because I could ask you where you're from and then we could jam out about and start talking about something totally random, which is sometimes fine and great. I love when like the conversations go all over the place and they end up being nothing like what you wanted. But if you're on somebody's show or on something for a purpose, like try to make sure that you deliver because then they're going to ask for you to come back on again and they're going to promote you. They're going to talk about you and it's going to make the podcast have value. Um, And that's, we can all just kind of raise up like that together. Yeah. It's advertisement for yourself and for the interviewer. So it's like a win-win. Totally. Um, question for you, Jess, what is your salon's name? So I don't have a salon per se anymore. I sold my salon last March. So my salon that I opened was called the Insiders Collective. It's a beautiful salon in downtown San Diego that I sold to my dear friend, Kimmy. Um, she is like a medical grade skin guru. She has her own product okay. company and it's, it's called salt and Rhine. And she makes these, I'm gonna plug her right now. Cause she's awesome. She makes these facials in a box and the product is just the most yummiest, delicious thing you've ever found. Right. It's like a subscription based, all of your stuff comes every month and it's to die for. You so can order it anywhere. Yeah. It's all online. Salt and Rhine. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But But when I did that, I was trying to create more space for myself to step into the podcasting and the coaching and all of that. And so I was still, I was still in there helping her like transfer everything over and working one day a week behind the chair while I did all these other things. Um, And they're in our building. We in this loft, these lofts downtown. They're so amazing. The front one finally opened, meaning the front one with the forward facing windows to the street. And I started to watch the building, like show the property and I started to get FOMO and I'm like, what's going on? You just sold your business. You're not going to open a salon down the hall from the salon. You just sold like, that's a dick move. And I'm, I, it's been on my heart to like bring my networking events back into person. And so I was like, what if I build a podcast studio over here? And I told myself, oh, I'd rent it out to other people. No. <laughs> and then I created a space, <laughs> right? I'm such a little brat. I created a space where I could have in-person networking events. Other people could come host their own classes here. We could do live podcast tours, like all the things. And so I built, I took it. I built the space out for that. And then I ended up t- bringing my hair business into that space too, because I'm going to have hair education. So I had to buy the stations. I had to put the shampoo bowl in anyways. So I have a setup where we can host in-person classes, whether they're technical or, you know, educational or whatever, we can seat about mm-hmm. 50, 50 people in there. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. It's a, it's a good size space and we have all of that set up. There's a small kitchen. It's called the creative house SD is the name of the space. So it's, it's my hope that we can bring more events, more education in any capacity, workshops, classes. Um, I just love being in person. It's like my jam. And so have you hosted anything there yet? So our first event was, um, a, a party that we did for a salon. They did like their like annual party at the salon. That was really rad. We had probably about 60 people in there. And then the other night a girl rented it out. She is like a womb wellness. Uh, they had sound bowls, they had breath work. So they, they had more like yoga style setting in there. I have another girl Uh that's rented it out next weekend to do, um, like a combo sit, which is very, if you know combo, you know, if you don't, don't worry about it. Um, and then we have uh, a seal from New York is coming in June to do a class. He has a, has an Instagram also called fucking hair. Um, yeah, that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> that's the name of the Instagram. If you've never looked it up, he's been on the show before fucking hair is the Instagram and a seal A S I L. So he's coming down to do a uh, correction balayage class 
where we'll probably sell sell like 45 tickets for that event. So, so far we're getting a little bit of traction, but yeah, I'm really excited for like this stuff to happen in this space because it's so magical. It's such an epic space. And I have an idea for you. You you should have done for your hundredth episode. You should have invited all the guests that you've had on and done like a little. What a great idea. I'm I'm doing it on Saturday. You want to come? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let me buy my ticket. You you already have it. It's only a seven hour drive, Taylor. Come on. You could drive down. Come on. (laughs) Let me check my schedule. Yeah, that's perfect. Yes. And we are. And I thought about it. I was like, I, I know that 100 episodes is a big deal and yeah. I, I, so I celebrated online and I had one of my favorite mentors as my 100th episode interview, but I also wanted to do a grand opening for the space and any excuse to throw a party. I was like, let's go. So it's the grand opening for the space. And then it's the 100th episode party. So I did exactly what you just said. I sent all 100 people or whoever had been on the podcast. I sent them an email, thanking them for being a part of it and an invitation, half of which aren't in town. And then uh, my, my local community sent out the invitation. So hopefully we get a good turnout and it's lots of fun. And you will, because even if people just come and they're taking photos, people are going to be interested in that space. So you're, yeah. either way, it's going to be a benefit. You're getting the name out there and getting people in. So, I know. Oh my God. Congrats. Thank you. I'm so excited. I love that. Thank you for interviewing me on my podcast. I appreciate you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. I'll be quiet. No, but um, no. No, that's, ama- that's amazing. I can't wait until I'm in your shoes and I have like tons of episodes to look back on and grow. And I mean, this week I'll only, it'll be my 19th or my 20th. So, I mean, I, it's really still in the beginning stages, so I can't wait to hit the hundred and I'll hit you back up and then invite you to my, you will be there before party. you will be there before you know it. I started out with one episode a week because I was paying someone to do video, I was paying someone to do editing, I was paying somebody to do graphics, I was paying out the wazoo for something that wasn't bringing me any income in the beginning. So there was no ROI. I wasn't getting paid like you are to do something. There wasn't already a brand behind me that was built. So if you're someone looking to create your own thing, there are way simpler ways to do this. But you know, once I figured out I could take this away, I could take this away, I could take that away, and it started to get momentum. I mean, we only had a couple hundred downloads a month in the beginning. I was getting maybe 50 to 60 an episode. And now we're at the point where we're getting almost 2000 a month, which is still nothing compared to like my bigger gurus that I follow who are getting a million or a couple hundred thousand a month. And it's like the comparison was killing me. And I had to get out of that and I had to go find the stats. So the same thing, like you said, most people don't get past episode number eight when they're recording. It's also true that there's probably, I, I have the stats somewhere. I literally just did a podcast about this not that long ago, where it looks like there's a million podcasts out there, literally, but only X amount have put out an episode in the last 90 days. It's very minimal. It's like 500,000, which is nothing wow. because there's 7 million people in the world. So even though you think someone's doing what you want to do, do it anyways and do it better. Do it your way. And, and if you just keep showing up before you know, it, you're going to have 100 episodes and you're going to look back and be like, that wasn't so bad. I know. That's amazing. I know. I know. Um, I cannot believe that actually, now that you say that going through people's podcasts, I've realized that I'm like, Oh, they haven't posted in a year or two. Mm-hmm. I wonder why that is. They just- cause, Cause it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and people get in these seasons where a, maybe they don't need the marketing anymore and they don't see the value in showing up to do the shows anymore. Um, or, I can't really speak for other people, but I think it's really just about a season in your life of whatever it is that you, you see a being for bigger picture for me is building a personal brand. So I, I didn't start the podcast any sooner because I knew I couldn't start it and stop. 
I mean, there's ways to do podcasts where you can put one episode out a month or you could do seasons or you can do a, di- a ton of different things. But in order to truly grow, it's two to three episodes a week, paying attention to your SEO, paying attention to what you're naming the shows, paying attention to when you post it, paying attention to how your show notes match up with your, if they're blog posts. I mean, there's so much that you can do with the audio. Once it's done, you can repurpose it times five different platforms if you want. So, um, yeah, there's, there's ways to do it. And then there's ways to do it really, really, really effectively to like bring in a massive audience. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then are you using TikTok yet? No, everyone keeps telling me to get on there. I don't know how to even, I don't even have one. Okay. So you should download one. That's your homework for tonight. Um, no, but seriously, so like you're recording this anyway, take like the best, like three minute clip of this and then post it on TikTok. You could also get viewers that way too. And this is for anyone in the industry, for hair people, for makeup people, for nail people. I mean, people are blowing up right now through TikTok, through the industries that you and I talk about. So even for you, Jess, for your podcast or for your hair or for, oh my God, for your space, for your space in San Diego, just like taking videos and adding music to it and stuff. I mean, that's just an, I know it's more time, but like, even just like once a week, just another output for you. Totally. And that's, and that's what we like to call omnipresent. Like if you are trying to build anything, putting yourself on, there was a time where I I would say that they would say, pick a platform that you're comfortable with and stick to it and show up unapologetically on that platform. That's first and foremost. If you can nail down one platform that you like, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or whatever, knock that one out of the park. But if you do want to do as much as you can, you can repurpose that content and put it everywhere. And that's what they call being omnipresent. So people are like, oh yeah, I know that girl. She's from Instagram or, oh, I've seen her before. Oh, by the fifth time that they've seen your thing, your product, your service being promoted, your place, your podcast, whatever it is, that's when they usually finally click on it. It's not usually the first time they see something that they come and they want to buy from you or they want to, you know, be a part of your circle. It's usually mm-hmm. like the seventh or the 17th time that they've seen you're like, okay, finally, who is this chick or what, what are they up to? So, that's so true. you know, keep keeping fresh with the content is, and I say, what do they say? Content is king. So that's all part of that too. So great reminder. I will, I'm going to write that down. Get on TikTok. Yeah. Yes. And then another thing also too, to the listeners also, you also just said a really good point that you said it wasn't the first time that they've seen you. It was like the seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th time. So, you know, maybe they didn't like one of the podcast episodes you put out. Maybe they didn't like one of your Instagram posts, but guess what? If you keep making that content, you know, like it, sometimes they, it takes seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times for them to finally press follow or finally become you know, I guess a fan, I don't even know like what word that is, but you know what I mean? Like, just don't give up, keep doing what you're doing. Like, like with everything, it takes time. Oh my God. I love it. So what's the goal with Vagaro and you podcasting? Is that, is that your main gig right now? Are you doing anything else besides that? What else is getting you excited these days? So that's the only thing I'm doing right now. I mean, it is a full-time job. Like I told you before, um, it's just me. I'm a one-man team, but kind of like you. Um, but yeah, so I'm doing that 40 hours, 40 plus hours, honestly, a week. And we're just trying to grow it right now. So like getting listeners in, we have about, oh gosh, 1200 downloads a month. So like, I'm still trying to grow and grow and grow. But like, you know, like, like with you, I'm sure some episodes are doing better than others. I just want to make sure it's consistent and just growing. And yeah, it's tough. It's a tough industry to break through because I mean, there's so many of us that are trying to do it and, you know, trying to stand out or do your own thing. And I guess not giving up is like the key. Totally. Totally. And that's huge. I mean, it's nice to have a name behind you that you have so many downloads already, like, but just keep having a call to action at the end of, of every podcast, just like 
reminding people where that they can support you, whether it's like leaving a review or a rating or a comment or a question or who else do you want to see on the show? Like always just pouring back into your audience, because I feel like when people can feel like you're personally talking to them, that's like key. And that's, that's marketing 101 for anybody listening. If you've got anything that you want to put out in the world, like making it so that you connect with that person on a personal level is like hands down the best thing you can do. Mm-hmm. 100% marketing is key. Yeah, I know. It's like a, it's like a beast. It is like a full-time job. I had no idea. I came up in the, in the times when we did guerrilla marketing, you know, like where you actually walked around the mall and you passed out your card and then people referred you business. There was no social yeah. media. I know. And now it's like a marketing funnel, like everything connects and you have to have everything so they can check and it's kind of overwhelming. It can be, but it can also be the biggest asset to grow your business. And it's, it's, I always just remind myself when I'm getting frustrated or burnt out, I'm like, cool, step away, but then come back and realize this is such an asset for you to like, get out to more people and like, do the things you want to do. That's kind of an interesting topic, like burnout. Like, do you ever, because you're a business coach, do you ever talk about, or like, what are some of your key assets that you can tell listeners that like, what do they do when they're going through a burnout? Burnout is real. It's super, super real. And I find for me personally, I can, I can feel it start to come on when I have resistance around going to work or I have resistance around doing the podcast or if I have resistance around anything, that's how my first inkling comes in. I'm like, Ooh, I, I need to pay attention to this. And it's when I don't pay attention for those little nudges of feeling resistance, then I get to the point of burnout. If you pay attention to those little, like, you know, feelings that you're having rather than trying to shove them down and just hustle through or grind through, um, you can stop it before you hit to the point of burnout. Burnout is where you're like, fuck everything. I don't want to be here. I'm miserable. I don't like, no, no, no. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe I want a new career. Maybe I want to quit. Maybe I'm going to cancel my social media for a week. Like honor that, like try to honor yourself before you get to that point. And that's where like, you know, deep diving more into personal development and mindset and, you know, limiting beliefs around things, because I feel like when we push ourselves really, really hard, um, sometimes we need to, to be in a season of work so that we can get to the other side. But you know, intuitively we know if we're doing that or not and taking time to reconnect. That's why I talk a lot about having morning, morning ritual practices, um, and movement. Like my morning ritual is like set in stone, whether or not I get five minutes for each of the things or two minutes or 20 minutes, depending on what day it is. I do all the things to support myself because if I don't take care of myself first, especially in this industry, like everyone else's shit, like getting a shit piece of me Mm -hmm. for it. And then, you know, being a mom, same thing. It's like the most, you know, unappreciated, thankless job you'll ever do. <laughs> but, you know, and we're not going to quit on that. So I just finding ways to make um, the daily grind more enjoyable um, and, and always just coming back to that place of gratitude and thankfulness of like, how can I appreciate that I get to do this rather than I have to do this? And mm-hmm. same with anything that you create or put out into the world, like doing this podcast, sometimes it feels like, you know. Oh, but other times I'm like, you you Mm -hmm. chose to do this. You get to do this. What an amazing gift you've given yourself to like, to do all the things. And so a lot of times I just need to like go for a clarity walk or I need to journal how I'm feeling, or I need to take a couple days off or, you know, whatever. So when I'm in this, when I'm in the mode to grind, I do. And then when I, when I feel that stuff happening, whether it's that time of the month or something negative maybe happened in my life, I allow myself to like sit in that and then give myself what I need. And when Mm -hmm. I was young, when I was younger, I did not do that. And so I, I, that was bad. 
that was bad. And I see a lot of people still do that. And, and I did a lot of coaching on that when I first started in the coaching space around boundaries and creating, um, you know, like rituals and morning routines. So those are all, those are all super important. Yeah. That's, and that also brings up the, another topic is like habit. It takes 21 days to start a habit. So your morning routine, it, you didn't get that right away. You probably third day, you're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Fifth day, mm. seventh day, you're like, Ooh, I'm feeling good. Ninth day. You're like, okay, I'm tired of this again. But once, you know, like, right. You have like all state, like not stages of grief, but you have all the different stages. And then finally, you know, it just starts to become like a part of like a, I want to say like a limb, like it's a part of who you are. Right. And that's one of the things about like motivation. And I think I always relate things to like when I was in my fitness days and bodybuilding and people are like, Oh, how do you get so motivated? Or how do you get, like, how do you do these things? And then it was like, I made a decision to do a thing. Motivation is out the window some days when it comes to like getting the things done, the habits that we create or the things that we're dedicated to, not just excited about, we will show up for. If you're just Mm -hmm. excited about something, I promise you that excitement will wear off, but you can be excited and dedicated. (laughs) I did a whole podcast episode on this. Dedication is what gets you to do the things you said you're going to do. Because at the end of the day, it's always you versus you or you and yourself at the end of the day. Nobody else is going to care if I ever did that bodybuilding show. No one else is going to care if I started the podcast. No one else is going to care if I opened that space. No one else is going to care if I made $20,000 more this, this year. Like that's on me. Those are the things that I want for my life. So I have to be rooted in what it's going to take to create that and be dedicated to the goal or dedicated to the dream or dedicated to whatever the cause may be, being a good parent, being a good partner. Um, so I think those, that's really, really key to always remind yourself of too. I know. And that also brought me up with a, like another thing you said, like, no one's going to care if we make that extra money. No one's going to care if we start this podcast. And I know that was like, for me, like I was kind of embarrassed of like failing, right? Like I wait, I'm going to put all my effort into this podcast. What if I get no downloads? What if no one listens? Or like, what if my friends from high school are like, oh my God, like she's still trying to do, you know what I mean? Like I have all these like doubts in my head, but at the end of the day, like, who cares? And like, that's something I'm still working on today, right? Like no one's going to care more than me. No one's, you know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, and I'm still working on it now, like not trying to care what other people think and just being myself and, you know, trying my best, I guess. Do you ever, do you ever deal with that? Like worrying about what other people think and. Oh yeah. I like advice, please. I, I like to be liked. Yeah. Like, I am the same way. It's okay to say that. Like I, I can want to be liked, but also not give a fuck at the same time. I can be, uh-huh. and it's not one or the other. I love myself more than how much I care about what other people think. I like my personality more than what I care about other people think. When I decided to do the podcast, like I was saying earlier, like my, when I experienced what felt like resistance, it was because I wasn't letting myself be myself. And mm. so I've, I've gotten past the point because I'm older than you that where people are like, what are you doing now? Oh, how do you do all the things? Like there's always this undertone of <laughs> this undertone of like, there she goes again, crazy Jessica with all of her ideas. But that's how I live my life. I get bored easily. I like to bot from thing to thing. I like to try things on for size and, and I'm okay with that. And at the end of the day, the people that really support you and love you will be okay with that too. Obviously your core, you want that core support, but as yeah. you grow and elevate through life and move through different seasons, you know, you'll automatically be drawn to people 
who are, are doing the same thing as you. And you can have those conversations and it can be a safe space where you can share exactly what you just did about being fearful of failing or people judging you or all of that in a circle that's going to support that rather than, yeah, that is a dumb idea. I can't believe you're still doing that. Like, why don't you just get a real job? I mean, I would have never been a hairdresser if I listened to those people. It was like hairdressing was for what stupid people did because they didn't know how to, you know, they couldn't get to college or whatever. And I was like, what? Like, I remember the first time I heard that. I'm like, that's such a mean thing to say. Like, I loved the lady who was doing my hair. I never looked at her like she must be a loser. That's why she's a hairdresser. What? So it's like, if I had taken that one shitty comment, sorry, mom, and ran with it, I would have never been the person I am today. And, you know, if we can get so pulled back by what other people think and the approval and the conditioned whatever childhood that you had of what was right, what was wrong, how much money was okay to make, how much money wasn't okay to make, the friends you should have, the people you should date, like, I mean, all of it, all of it, you know? So at the end of the day, we intuitively know what we need and it is up to us. It is our personal responsibility to give that to ourselves because nobody's going to know a, what you need and no one's going to be able to give it to you. Like you can give it to yourself. And once that shift happened for me, everything else was easier for that. Decisions. Yeah, yeah, once became, you come to that realization, mm-hmm. decisions for what I wanted in my life became easier. Decisions on who I want to spend my life with became easier. Like boom, boom, boom. And I also had to address like each season, every couple of years, I was a different person and I would require different environments. And so whether that was changing salons or getting a new boyfriend or like, you name that's it. That's okay though. That's okay. I was the first one in my group to get a divorce, you know? And it was like, oh my God, you're quitting on da, 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 da. Like we don't get divorced. And I was like, you can stay and be miserable. I'm out. Like judge me all you want. If you want to talk shit behind my back, that's fine. I'm okay with that. So it, it, it can be related to anything. And I think once you realize when you make hard decisions sometimes and you don't die or you're not left totally alone, it, it becomes easier. I know. I know. And it, it's hard to get to that realization. But once you do, don't you feel like such a relief? Like yes. you have to, right? Yeah. Yep. This is um, a random question, but I have to ask you, Jess, what does your son think of your podcast? Is he like, <gasps> oh my God, my mom's a podcast host? Or uh, like, does he listen to you or he, he's just mad that I steal his gaming headphones to use oh. for his podcast. No, I, I think say I like that though. They're fun. Aren't they? They're great because my other one, like I lost the cord and then something happened. And anyway, so I said, okay, let me try those podcasts head- or those headphones that you got. And they're amazing. They, the sound quality is perfect. Um, no, I don't know if he, what he thinks of me. I have never asked him because again, like I don't care what my kid, I mean, I care what my kid thinks, but at the same time, like that's the level of which I give no fucks anymore. Like, I think he thinks I'm okay. I mean, I'm his mom. He doesn't think I'm cool. And I remind him all the time I am cool and he's lucky to have such a cool mom. But yeah, I, I do think every once in a while he'll come in here and he's popped in a couple of videos when we're doing podcasts and stuff. And he's seen me speak. I bring him to stuff. He'll be at the party on Saturday. I tried to include him in things so he could see what life is about and start to make his own decisions on what, how he wants to be. His dad's a golf instructor. He gets to be out in the world. I'm a people person. So, you know, he's at that age where he's getting in trouble a lot for talking and he keeps getting told not that he's bad, but like to be quiet. And I just remember going through that growing up thinking, you know, hopefully one day I could talk and now look at, there's a place for us talkative people. I, well, you know, I read your podcast. Yes. And and I can relate to your son. Tell your son never to shut up because it will end up working out for the better. Yes. I could not agree more. I could not agree more. And I do think like there's a, there's 
I wish we gave our children the same kind of opportunity that we give ourselves as adults. Like I, I've been talking forever about a school, like where can I move him to a school where, you know, open conversation is part of the daily, like, okayness. How can we mm-hmm. not have to be sitting at a desk for eight hours a day? And when you're done with something, you have to stay seated and quiet. Like it's so, it's so crazy how traditional school, and he's in a little Catholic school, poor kid, but you know, I tell him, you know, one day, buddy, you're going to be able to talk and people will listen and you're a little leader. And that's why you get in trouble because what you say, the teacher doesn't want you to say that because everybody else wants to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's funny when I look back at how I was like an elementary school or whatever. And I wish for people who are listening or like to my younger self or to my younger sisters, like it does get better. Like I remember in elementary school thinking like this is like going to be my entire life. Like, you know what I mean? Like just like math, English, like doing all the schoolwork and then going to, it just seems so like routine and like every day in and out. And it's just funny now that I'm older. It's like, it's so not like that. Like you can truly make it anything that you want it to be. You just like, I guess have to put the effort in and like be yourself. Like honestly, this podcast should be called authentic because you just have to be your authentic self. And like, you know, like, I don't know. I love that. I literally, I don't know why we must be channeling each other. I literally drove home from the gym this morning. I was, I don't know where in my head it popped in my head that so many people go to school and get a college education in one thing, right? Like English or writing or math or like accountant or whatever. And they don't do that thing. And they spend all of those first couple of years doing the math, doing the science, doing all the things. Not to say that that doesn't enrich your life. That doesn't, you know, teach you some things, give you perspective and all that kind of stuff. But nine times out of the 10, nine times out of 10, the job you get into does not require any of that time you wasted going to those classes. I'm all for college. If you want a degree, if education in that form is important to you, 1000% you should go because I think college experience is next level. I didn't get one and I regret it. I've regretted it my whole life. But with that, being, with that, that. being said, with that being said, there are things that should be implemented that if you do know what you want into a school like beauty schools should have a business foundation for people to learn how to run their own business. Why is that not created yet? Like that's, that was, that's my goal. I plan to open a beauty school in San Diego very soon that will be business education focused. And the side piece will be, you get also learn how to cut hair because the technical stuff can be taught later on. But if you start off on the wrong foot in business, A, you could get into massive debt. B, you're not going to know how to budget yourself. How do you even have a business if you don't know how to budget yourself? And like the accounting, the contracts, the legalities, like all the things should be taught just like sanitation is taught in beauty school. It is next level wild to me that we put people out into the streets with no business savvy and expect for them to succeed. I know all the people that I've interviewed that have gone to cosmetology school and in the beauty industry said that the only thing they really learned in cosmetology school was sanitation, that they said that they truly didn't learn like about like the core of the industry until they got like their intern after they got their license. I'm like, what a shame. Like how, like how, but how is that? Like you should be doing right. Like you should be learning about the business and like being a people person and like how to just, you know, work your way. And that should be for any industry. Like I went to college, but like, I felt like I didn't learn the key of my job until I was out, you know, in the industry. Right. Like, I don't know. Yeah. We could have a, do a whole separate podcast on that, but I definitely think, I think if they're going to dumb beauty school down the the way they have, they just chopped our hours from 1600 to 11 to a thousand 
which to me is so dismissive. Um, it should just be six weeks of sanitation and then they should give you your license at this point. And then everyone should have to apprentice at a salon. Um, I mean, it really is unreal. Uh, definitely have a, a, a feeling about that, but I'll, I'll keep that. <laughs> if, anybody, if anybody wants to DM me and have a chat about that, I'd love to chat with you about it. Um, that would be a whole good podcast. It like, would. It would like, be the board of the cosmetology school on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Nobody wants to get called <laughs> out. They just want to bring more money into the industry, which is great. Let's get more licensed people out there so that they can get, you know, into the industry because it is epic and amazing. And I think, you know, I encourage anybody who's thinking about stepping into the beauty space to do it. You'll never regret it. It's always something you can lean into, yeah. lean out of, create it however you want. It's it's a beautiful industry and I've appreciated every single second I've been in it. But with that being said, like there are ways to like work smarter, not harder for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank Taylor. You. Oh my God. We could chat all day long, girl. I love it. We got to have you back on. I can't wait to be on your show. Yes. Thursday. Thursday. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. I keep talking and talking. No, I love it. That's great. I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast. You guys, if you want to follow Taylor, she's on Instagram at Tay Burke. I'm going to put everything in the show notes. Um, and Vigaro does have this podcast on point that you guys can tune into and listen and catch a little bit more of Taylor. If you loved our vibe today, share it with a friend. Send it to somebody you think would enjoy this conversation because we plan to have a lot more of them. I'm going to come visit Taylor. Maybe she'll come down to San Diego and we'll put more of these fun episodes out for you guys. But until then, we will see you on the next one. Taylor, thanks so much for your time today. And thank you so much for having me be a part of your podcast. Yay. We'll see you guys on the next one. Okay. Bye. I'm going-